Hi, and welcome to the Hypnotechs podcast. I'm Rob from Hypnotechs. Today, I am recording in one of the quietest places on earth. I know that it's one of the quietest places in the world because the people who built this structure took great pains to make it just exactly that. And I've seen what's called the commissioning report for this space. And that report lists the measurements that were taken to verify just how very quiet it is in here. I'm in a room called an anechoic chamber. The word anechoic means free from echo, and this room has been specifically designed to reduce sound that is reflected from the walls, ceiling, and floor. The walls are covered with wedges made out of special materials that absorb and break up sound waves instead of reflecting them. At this moment, I'm standing on a floor made out of an interwoven steel cable, and I'm suspended about six inches above the tips of the meter-long wedges beneath the floor. If you can imagine how much sound is reflected in a room lined with ceramic tile and all around you, this room is pretty much the opposite of that. So, sound isn't reflected in here, but that's really only half the battle. The design of this room also prevents sound from coming in from the outside. I'm in a metal box that is the anechoic chamber. That box is heavily insulated against outside sound. The entire box even sits on springs to further isolate it from the outside world. But then, surrounding that box is another room made out of materials that further reduce sound. The two boxes are separated by what's called an air gap, which is a space between them that isolates the chamber from the outer enclosure. Finally, that outer room, or this room with inner room, is inside of a heavily insulated lab space or room. And then that room is in the middle of an already very quiet building. So, if you were to go out into the parking lot and honk your car horn, that sound would need to go through at least eight different walls with airspace between them to reach me here in the anechoic chamber. Your horn would have to be almost unimaginably loud to even make it halfway in to where I'm sitting right now. At the request of the owners, I can't say exactly where I am or just exactly how quiet this place really is, so you'll just have to take my word for it. In the grand scheme of things, there are few, if any, places on Earth that are quieter than where I am right now. So, why am I here, and what does it have to do with hypnosis? Uh, that's a completely fair question. So, a while back, a company with a similar anechoic chamber came up with, with some marketing copy that really rubs me the wrong way every time I hear it. So, this company decided to tell visitors to their chamber that it was so quiet in that space that no one was ever allowed to spend more than just a few minutes alone in there because the silence would cause people to lose their sanity. Now, that rubs me the wrong way for a number of different reasons. First off, it's blatantly untrue. Uh, people coming into spaces that are this quiet are sometimes uncomfortable with the quiet, but that's usually only because they're not used to the quiet. They're used to noise. But as far as it's somehow affecting your mental health, um, so humans don't do well with isolation. 
we you trap us you do you you do uh trap us in a room and leave us there alone no contact no we don't do well long term like that but it's not so much the quiet it's the isolation from other people Actually, our bodies and our minds are really built for quiet. It's all the noise of modern society that's not healthy for us. And in fact, there's a great number of studies indicating that that's the case, that constant noise in the background uh, is hazardous to us. Now, I'm going to go ahead and venture a guess that you're aware that there are noise exposure guidelines. Uh, here in Washington, the occupational and safety people have them. Nationally, OSHA has workplace noise guidelines. You're aware that there are earplugs to protect us from noise. And in fact, you can actually permanently damage your hearing from too much noise. So it stands to reason that if people were going to be that concerned with noise, that if indeed quiet were hazardous, that we would have precautions in place. Very quiet places would have something that went beep, 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 or something to make noise to keep you from going insane because you were in a quiet place. Now, when I put it like that, it sounds completely patently absurd, doesn't it? Can you imagine that? You go in, you find yourself after a long journey in a wonderfully insulated, quiet hotel room. You ever had one of those where you go in and it's uh, it's not your average hotel with the kids running down the hallways, like uh, staying at Disney World or something, but uh, maybe an executive floor at a uh, travel hotel for, for business people. And you go in and it's very quiet and the walls feel thick and you just, it's like a tomb. You don't hear anything. There's no sound coming in. The windows are wet. Well insulated. Can you imagine if they just installed some sort of a noisemaker in that room because they were concerned that you were going to go crazy from being inside of your quiet hotel room for too long? Exactly. Now, this room is so quiet, this anechoic chamber that I'm in right now is so quiet that the equipment that I'm using to record this podcast can't actually even pick up how quiet it is. It has its own internal noise floor. And so if I'm quiet for a moment and you turn your volume up loud enough, you're still going to hear static. But I assure you that there is no sound whatsoever in this room. No sound whatsoever. Absolutely none. And what's interesting about that is it's actually very healthy for us. Unplugging, you've probably heard people talking about that, even if you haven't done it in a while. Enjoying a little peace of quiet, peace and quiet. People go out looking for peace and quiet. And oftentimes that just means the sound of the wind and the trees and much lower volume levels. And it usually is meant to mean distractions and uh, getting away from the phone ringing and beeping and the television and that sort of thing. But it turns out that silence is actually good for us. It helps us to reset our minds. It helps us to relax. It actually does some truly wonderful things from a physiology standpoint for us. And now what's fascinating is that hypnosis does that same sort of thing for your mind. Can you imagine what it would be like if the sound inside your head Whatever sound you happen to hear, whether it's a voice nagging at you or your voice bothering you, telling you you're not good enough or you can't do this or you can't do that or you should have done that, or whether you hear sound or whatever, can you imagine if that just disappeared? 
can you imagine actually getting a little peace and quiet inside your head? Well, it turns out that that's really good for us, too. And as a matter of fact, it turns out that hypnosis is really good at that. One of the first things that I often hear from people after I've hypnotized them for the first time is they'll open their eyes and they'll say, wow, I did not know. If I had known that it would feel that good, if I had known that it would be that calm and relaxed and and immersive, I would have done this a long time ago. Now, people find different ways to isolate themselves. There's these chambers that you can go float in salty water that's at exactly body temperature, and they close the pod, and they turn off the lights, and you do this sensory deprivation thing. And then that's not what I'm talking about. Obviously, uh, getting thrown in the hole in prison, like all the movies have ever shown us, isn't a pleasant experience. But I am talking about downtime, and I'm talking about an opportunity for you to Uh, dream, to rest, to relax, to rejuvenate. I'm talking about healing time. In much the same way that when you're asleep, your mind and body use that time to heal and to grow. Being able to take a little downtime, having your mind go quiet, having it just literally pause for a moment. Imagine how good that would feel. And I really honestly think that oftentimes for the first time, that people experience hypnosis, that impression seems to be what they come away with. Uh, It doesn't really matter how much work we did while they were in trance, whatever we were working on. All those things sort of fade off into the distance. But what sticks with people is this overwhelming sense of calm. It's sort of like if you were to walk out of a noisy, crowded environment and out into the garden and it was quiet and relaxed and the pace seems to slow down and you seem to relax and somehow everything feels a little better. That's exactly what people report after their first hypnosis session. So why is this so good for us? Well, like I mentioned, our environment is filled with noise. And we keep finding excuses to add more noise to it. We drive around in the car with the radio on. We go in the house and flip on the TV, even if we're not watching it. Uh, We walk around with our headphones on with music constantly. We multitask. We read books with the music on in the background. And whether or not that's something that we've become accustomed to, it's not the thing that we were built to do. We really, as humans, are better at single-tasking, not multitasking. We're very good at serializing things, looking at one task and then completing it and moving on to the next one. And it turns out that any time we multitask, so uh, your student wants to study and watch TV at the same time, one way or another, they're having to split their focus. Some part of them is paying attention to the TV while they're studying. And some part of them is studying while they're paying attention to the TV, to be completely fair. But the fact of the matter is that it's not a 100% thing. And we get so used to it, we become so accustomed to it, that we lose track of the fact that effectively we are giving up efficiency. Now, I've heard all of the arguments for the idea that the distraction is good, that somehow the fact that the TV is on, that's the, I've heard that's the only way that I can study. And that's just training. None of us were born that way. We were born to focus on things and we were born to single task and to get things done in that space. So 
I think in this space, if you think about it, it's rather intuitive. It's pretty straightforward to realize that sound is not going to make you crazy. The lack of sound is not going to make you crazy. It's just not possible. And so as a result, sure, loud sound can damage your hearing. And it turns out that there are tons and tons of studies indicating that uh, sound in the background is not good for us, that we do need downtime. And, and like I say, that hotel room with the constant beeping in it, you know, maybe you've stayed in a hotel where the faucet dripped. Yeah, that's irritating, isn't it? Wouldn't it be funny if the hotel actually did that on purpose to keep you from going crazy because it was so quiet in their hotel room? I know. It really sounds more ridiculous every time I every time I give an example, it sounds a little more ridiculous. So what do you do to find downtime? And I'm not talking about sitting down with your headphones on. What do you actually do to unplug? When's the last time that you did that? You're missing out if you don't. And all I'm going to say is I don't want to harp on the idea that you should be more or you should be at all. But the fact of the matter is that you are missing out on an experience if you're not trying that. Now, it might be a little uncomfortable at first. Sure, because you're used to the sound and just the fact that uh, you're alone in your own head in the peace and quiet. That does take a little bit of getting used to, but it is certainly a skill that's worth learning. We don't always need to be distracted. And the funny thing is that we're good at telling others that. Uh, it's easy to look at somebody else and say, well, you know, maybe you'd be able to study better if you didn't have distractions. Meanwhile, we then turn the sound back on on the TV, unmute it, and we're back watching again. And uh, that modern day pastime of always needing to be distracted, always needing to be entertained, always needing to be focused on something is really just not good for us. It's not great for our minds either. And so find a way to unplug. Now, you can get away with meditation. Absolutely. You, there are a variety of different ways that you can calm your mind. You can get rid of that noise. And the number one complaint that I hear from clients is that basically their minds are always racing. People come in, they say they're insomniacs. You ask them why, and they say, I can't turn off my brain. Okay. You talk to people and they say, I'm super stressed. And you say, when's the last time you sat in a completely quiet room and just sat? Oh, I'd never do that. It's fascinating to me how many things people will do to avoid that experience. But sitting here in what could arguably be the quietest place on earth, I've got to tell you that it's actually very restful. I have to admit that just sitting in here before the, the recording, sitting here as I kind of contemplated the room before I got started, just sitting here relaxing, I found myself sort of sinking into a feeling that I recognize. It is similar to the beginning stages of hypnosis, that sort of quiet place, drifting, dreaming, resting, and relaxing, something that I like to say if you're in to see me. So, I wonder, where's the quietest place in your house? What would happen if you went into that space? You just closed the door. And you just sat for a little while. Now, you don't have to tell anybody. And you certainly don't have to stand up and say, I'm going to seek out a quiet place and sit in it. It's not what I'm asking. But doesn't it make sense that there might be an option here that you could explore? 
And what if, on the outside chance that I was right, you tried it, and it turned out that out of that came some peace and some quiet? What if that were the end result? What if all this time, just simply forgetting to take a little time off, was part of the problem? So I challenge you, seek out a quiet place. If you don't want to go into an anechoic chamber or you don't happen to have one handy, then perhaps find yourself a place in the woods or perhaps you have a very quiet car and you can drive way out at the far end of the Walmart parking lot and close the doors and turn off the radio and just sit in the quiet of the car for a little while. But try for me. Tune out the world. Even try it for just a few minutes. I have this funny feeling that once you challenge yourself to get over the discomfort, once you challenge yourself to try it out and decide that it's not that weird, that maybe we are built for quiet, once you try these things, I have this funny feeling you're actually going to like it. And if you like that, who knows? Maybe you'd like to have your mind quiet. Maybe you'd like to calm it down a little bit during day-to-day life. And I'll tell you what, when you're ready for hypnosis, give me a call. I'll be here. I'm Rob, and this is the Hypnotex Podcast, and I'll leave you with just a few moments of complete silence. <laughs>